Grinders! Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter. And this is the show where we were a little late, a little late this morning. Sorry. This is the show where we'll we'll talk a little bit about yesterday's slate, right? Obviously, for my tone of voice, didn't do very well yesterday. Uh, but uh, but we'll, we'll we'll look through results DB, and then uh, then we'll take a look at uh, at the early slate today. Right. Whenever there's like an early slate and we could build lineups together and you could I could show what, you know, by process, that's what I do. So I don't know if we can, are we going to have all the lineups today for the, for the, for the, we're probably not. Okay. With twins reds, we got, we got a two o'clock. We got a, okay. Probably not the late, right. The three thirty-seven Padres athletics game. No, probably, probably won't have those lineups, but whatever. Are we playing, are we playing bats in those games? Maybe not. Who knows? We'll take a look. And I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Feel free to, Type in, chat away, ask your questions. I see you guys. I see what? Oh, it's scrolling back. Suki Singh, Edward Brown, Daniel Hutchings, Cardfan, Brian Taylor, Andrew Garcia, Shane Newman, Jerome Lewis, Michael Dompier, Hog Lawrence, Matt Coat. I see you guys in there. So hit that thumbs up button. Give me those thummy thumbs. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when you go live. Uh, so yesterday... It always, it always went whenever the chalk, the chalk. Well, I mean, Wheeler didn't really. I mean, I mean, you, you could have still won with Wheeler, right? Seventeen points, but like the Yan- the Yankees, the Yankees stack. The, I don't know. Did the Yankee stacks really get there? I mean, you got uh, Stanton, Judge. I mean, like just the one-off bats got there. So yeah, so you were pretty good. The Lemayhew. I mean, yeah, I guess Sanchez got twelve points, but I mean, he probably wasn't in the winning lineup. So you have the Yankees. Yeah, the Braves were much more owned than I thought they were going to be. I, pl- I played a bunch of the A's. I played a bunch of the Braves. I played a healthy amount of the Yankees also, but I was playing more as, as secondaries, right? Being it's a 15-game slate, why am I playing stacks that are 15% owned, 15 to 20% owned? I thought the Braves would be a little bit less. Turns out they 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 were chalky too. Well, I'll be 15, Riley 14, Swans, uh, Dansby Swanson 13, Freddie Freeman was only five, though, right? Because people are like, oh, lefty, lefty, can't do that. Why? Why? It's it's John Lester, for crying out loud. But he really, Lester only had one bad inning, and the Braves didn't do anything else past that, pretty much, right? Solaire, 13% owned, right? Some of the Red Sox, and they failed. I didn't, I didn't have as much of the Giants. But really, like, the pitching plus the, you know, like, like I, 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 I should have more Luis Gill. I didn't have enough of him. Some people didn't have any. Like I looked across the board, like outside of what dude of life over here, like not that much Louis Gill. I mean, because you 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 you're taking a chance. I mean, this this is a guy that was not very good in the minor leagues, but just only strikeouts and walks. Like it's just like no control. But he actually pitched very well. But the Orioles are nothing to you know. They're they're not very good anyway. But if you want to take a shot him at him at four K. I thought that was fine. Just that I, I limited him. If, it, if the bat had him as the top point per dollar projected pitcher, not not raw points, but point per dollar wise. So I limited him, thinking that he. I thought number one, he'd be more owned than seven percent, and I thought that you know four K pitcher. I mean, how much? How much? Uh, how many lineups am I gonna you know take a shot on this? So I mean, I played like uh, Jordan Lyles in some lineups and said I played Corbin who actually did very well. He was only 1% owned. 
19 points. I mean, he could have done a little bit better than that. But we had Giant Squid had a bunch of him, but that's about it. Right? Jordan Lyles, right? Some people, right? Brick, Brick, 12%. The Colts, they're 17. Giant Squid, 11. Okay. Right? I, and I decide whether, whether or not I was going to play Suarez. Jose Suarez, who actually didn't do that bad either. 18 points. Some people had the, the cheap, the cheap pitchers. A lot of people went with Luis Pitino. I had none of them. I was actually uh, considering playing bats against him. That would be overowned, and he was 15 to 15.9%. But still, people people had a giant squid didn't. Due to life, not much. The Colts, not much. Nerdy Tenor, not much. Right? But then you have Neil Corfield and Neil. JBC had a bunch, right? Dylan Cease. I mean, you needed him pretty much, right? 37.7. He had, what, 11, 12 strikeouts or something? I had too much Manaya. I, I thought Manaya would be lower owned. I was way off on on my my ownership yesterday. The Braves were were much more owned than I thought they would be, and Manaya was much more owned than I, I thought Manaya would be single digit owned. Right, that's why I played a ton of him. I played I played like Manaya in like forty percent of my lineups. Now, like nineteen percent isn't like highly owned. It's a but it's a fifteen game slate. I knew Wheeler would be owned. I just thought it would be Wheeler, and then Cease, and then. Some more Bueller, more Taiwan Walker. I thought Taiwan Walker would be like 22% owned. I thought Ryu would be 20% owned. I thought Freed would be a little bit more. I thought Maeda would be like 10% owned. So that would take all that ownership away from Manaya. But nope, I was wrong. Manaya didn't even pitch well, so it didn't even matter, right? So it looked like so over here, like Pete, like not many had like what Doodle uh, Giant Squid at thirty four percent, but most across the board had less of Manaya, and I ended up with more of them, and I ended up with less Cease. I about this field weight of Cease. I, I I still have plenty of Cease, but not as much. Same for Molly, nine percent. Most people were a little bit over on that. Just looking through here. This is what I do in the morning. Look through and see where we did. The whole point of looking through this is seeing now that we have all the perfect information. I'm not talking about what happened necessarily in the games. Is that would you have made the same decisions? And I wouldn't if I knew the if I knew the Braves were going to be much higher owned than I thought they would be. I would have had less of them. If I knew Manaya was going to be much higher than I thought he was going to be, I would have had less. I would have had less Manaya and probably more Cease. Probably more Ryu. Probably more Taiwan Walker also. But if I knew he was going to be 11% and not like 22, 25%, that that wouldn't have worked out, but it would have changed my decision. I would have had way more Louis Gill if I knew he was 7%. I knew he he wasn't going to be like Kylie. I thought he would be like 10 to 12. That's what I'm looking at. Like I knew like Lyles would be like 5, 3 or 5%. Probably even less. I thought he would be maybe 3%. I knew that. I had a couple, couple of Adrian Hauser lineups. Yeah, but I knew that they'd be 3%. Right. It's not going to change that much of my decision. It's what things came up that would have changed it. And how do I rectify that? Looking at the YouTube chat. Julio Canto, my new favorite show. Thanks for the great insight. You're welcome. Hit the thumbs up button. 
Brian Taylor asks, where does your ownership basis come from? Well, uh, here at Rotogrind is we have, we have ownership projections. Doesn't mean you have to trust them completely. I change stuff. But it'll give you, it'll give you a nice base. Sometimes I, sometimes it, sometimes it makes sense, right? Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes you look and you go, that's what I said. I, I it's like, if Manaya is, Manaya was what, 90, 9,400. Wheeler was 9,700. Cease was like 80 something high eight and Taiwan Walker was 8,500. Ryu was in the 8,000s. Bueller was overpriced at 10, 10, nine. Same for Molly at 10K. It's like, eh, I don't know about that. So I just thought that the price difference between Wheeler, I just didn't think there would be as many Wheeler Manaya lineups. And I thought Wheeler would, I thought Wheeler would end up probably a little, maybe a little bit on more than 43%. So I thought that would just plummet the Manaya ownership. I think we projected him to be way lower owned than 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 nineteen. I didn't think he would be like two three percent, but I thought he would be like eight, six to eight, somewhere around there. And if you compare six to eight for Manaya and like forty four to forty eight for Wheeler, then it's like you know, why not play Manaya? That 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 what six to one difference in ownership? It just it, they're not going to be not, not Manaya's going to beat out Wheeler more more often than that. So play those lineups. And don't play as many Wheeler Manaya lineups. So that's that's what I was going into it with. Then stack wise, the chalk got there. I mean, all the, the Rockies, all all the all the team totals that had high team totals, they they got there, right? You just went by team totals. You did well yesterday. The Yankees, the Rockies, the, the Braves didn't even get. I mean, really, the Braves didn't get there as a stack. Jose uh, Jorge Soler got there. Freddie Freeman got there, but that's about it. Didn't get there as a stack. The Rockies got there as a stack. I mean, bits of the the, the Blue Jays now. Blue Jays are pretty pretty much three guys, right? Springer, Teoscar. Like a three man would have gotten there. Same for Milwaukee. Like I had a bunch of the Brewers. That that whole stack that stack didn't get there. Sure, Adamus and Abby got there. Not much else. Well, I guess Glaber Tours got there for the Yankees. He had 14. Just looking through. Just looking through. But like, there was no, like, outlier outlier. There was no no one that you needed needed, right? Sam Hilliard, right? Did you need him? 29 points. Diaz, right? You pretty much needed. Like, the Rockies plus Yankees was, I think, the winning lineup yesterday, right? Rockies plus Yankees. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Five-man Rockies. Four, uh, three man Yankees. Yeah, the two highest team totals on the slate, and then you then you get different a pitcher, right? You go Ryu and McCullers. You win with that McCullers against the Giants against uh, the Dodgers. But if you take a look at this Colorado stack, it's not as high. It's not because it because it it it's, doesn't have the top of the order, right? It 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 doesn't have Blackman. It doesn't have Crone in it, right? It has Lemayu instead, and then you. Sam Hillier at the bottom of the order and Elias Diaz. So you're playing the seven and the eight hitter, right? So that's why it's a little bit, it's, it's, it's not as high owned of a Rocky stack. And then you play a Lance McCullers instead of a Wheeler instead of, you know, Manaya at the top at 3% on, which is, I get it. On the, in this type of lineup, it makes sense. If you're going to play the two, the two of the, you know, chalkiest teams on the slate, well, you're going to have to find a place to get different. 
You're not playing Wheeler. You're not playing Guild. You're not playing. You're not playing Manaya. You're not playing even Cease. Like Cease isn't even in this lineup. JBC won. Like what was the next pro shares? See, this is Wheeler Cease. But still, Colorado, New York. I mean, here you go. One, two, three, four, five. There you go. And Odor instead. That that's what killed this guy. Not having Rogers instead and moving McMahon. Or, yeah, I mean, there was there was a way to do this. Let's see. What's this this lineup? It's very I mean, similar with a Kyle Tucker one off. This is a four, three, five, two, one. TJ's best lineup. Colorado with the Colorado. Oh, Otani. Otani always gets screwed up in our stuff. So you got Otani in there. Plus, it's, it's a 5X with Toro and Adamas. Okay. Kikuchi and Cease with a Colorado 5-man. Colorado 1, 2, 3, a 5-man. 5, 2, 1. Right. Moncada, Vaughn, and Otani. Pretty much that Colorado, right? Colorado, and they're like, I mean, I'm looking at my cheat sheet. The, the highest projected ceilings on the slate. You know the top two? The Yankees and the Rockies. I mean, so like, that, there you go. But when that happens, it's just, I'm not going to win. Like, I, I, those are the nights that I just, those are the slates I just don't win. I, I just don't win those. I'm sorry. The two highest owned, the two high, highest projected owned, highest team total teams on a 15-game slate. Win, it's just, it's just not going to happen. You move on to tomorrow. I'm just not, I don't think I'll ever win those slates. So I'm just not going to have, I'm not going to have many, many, if any of those types of lineups. I'm not going to have these lineups. I could have had a five, if I played 5X, I was playing 5-3 mostly yesterday. So the Elias Diaz, like at 3%, like this type of build with the, the Rockies. Just that it's, you know, not playing. Well, you could have played Story. Blackman, that middle of the order, the top of the order, right? It's like the top three guys went like 0 for 12 or something. And everyone else, three down, was 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 great on the Rockies, right? Isn't that what happened yesterday? Anthony Marcus said, I went with nothing but one-offs across 20 lineups. Decent night. Only did it because I have been terrible at stacking. Well, you're not, you're going to be losing money. You might as well just burn that money. You did it to what? Well, you had a decent night. Okay, then keep on doing that. And come come to me at the end, after 100 slates. Let's see if you're not broke by then. Brian Taylor, as a single entry player, what would you use to help you decide which stack you're going to use? I struggle as a Jays fan as they are often in a good spot. As I say on every show, I'm looking to play the highest EV stack possible. The stack that has a high probability of winning that is under-owned. That's the key. The key is not the high probability. It's the under-owned. And we'll take a look at, uh, at this afternoon, this, uh, what, the early slate? Do we even have ownership of this? Let's see. Let's see if we even have ownership. Is this, is it the correct ownership? I don't think so. Is Brandon Logan only going to be a quarter percent? This doesn't look right for the early slate. No one could be this low owned. I mean, it's only a four game slate. Everyone's low owned on the four game. No, this, this can't be right. No, this, this, uh, how is that possible? 
the, the highest owned player is eight percent on a four game slate. No, no, this. So let, we're not going by this ownership. But like on yesterday, on yesterday's, on yesterday's slate, I mean, I show this all the time. August, what was what was yesterday? August third. Like this isn't complicated. Like it's not complicated as Monday. Whatever, who cares? Let's just take a look at the, look at whatever this is. Monday, August third. That doesn't make sense. Oh, this is from a year ago. That's why. Monday, August third. Tuesday. What Tuesday, August third? Tuesday, August third. This gonna do? Okay, here we go. So here's the slate IQ for yesterday's slate, right? I believe this is from yesterday. Okay, this is based on the plate IQ projections. Here, I'll show you, based on the simulations that Roto-Grinders does, the projected ownership and leverage for five, four to five hitter stacks based on results of the 25 most similar slates. Use this chart to visualize team ownership and expected Apply your own lot and own knowledge, make educated assessments on which team could provide an advantage in tournaments, right? And this obviously, obviously if the ownership and the projections are off, this could be different. You could run this, you see, you could build a program or something to run this yourself with different projections you could do, but just the concept, just the concept. It's not complicated. The tools are out there. It's not complicated. The Yankees are going to be, Based on simulation, the highest chance of being the winning team, the winning stack, the Yankees, 8.4%. They're going to be owned at at 8.5%. So they're about efficiently owned. Okay? They're about the same chances to win of what they'll be owned. The Angels, according to this yesterday, was 7.9%. Colorado was 3.3%. But they were going to be owned at 4.6%, which means they were going to be over-owned. In general, not, not the whole lineup, right? Like I said, if you didn't play black, if you didn't play the top of the order, you lost ownership. This takes into account, this is just the averages. But still, this, this doesn't mean who, what's going to happen. You, you, you need, if, if you're going to play DFS well, you have to stop predicting what's going to happen okay it sounds stupid but that's actually what you're doing when if you ask me what what am i going to do on this early four game slate what do you think is going to happen once you're once you're trying to think what's going to happen you're going to lose at dfs your only goal is to put a probability on what could happen and then see if the market is efficient based on that probability that's what that's what this chart shows. Like I played a bunch of Minnesota yesterday. Now this chart is based on the plate IQ projections and not the bat projections. So you have to adjust this a little you can't, if you're using a different projection set. But here, look at Minnesota. They had a 3.1% chance of winning based on slate IQ. But we're going to be owned at 1.6, like significantly less than that, which gives you a ton of leverage. They're, un, they're significantly under-owned based on slate IQ which means it's more valuable to play them. So I played them. <laughs> there you go. Tell me tell me what, what's so complicated about this, right? Right, I take a look at the Cubs, right? Oh, they're, 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 they're about efficiently owned. Right? They're not that different. 
right? Boston, a little bit more, right? But do I want to play Washington? That uh, Washington, Miami, Houston, Houston, point one percent chance of of winning. Like no, let's look down here. But I don't, maybe I don't mind some Cardinals, right? They only have a point six percent chance of winning, but they have a little bit of leverage down here, right? Baltimore, right? Here you go. Arizona. I played a bunch of Arizona yesterday. Arizona, one point eight chance of being the winning stack. They're going to be owned at 0.9%. So they're significantly under-owned, according to Slate IQ. So you play them. Do I play them in 8 million lineups? No, you know, that, that's all a matter of diversification. But if you're playing single entry, like if you played Arizona, if you wanted to play an Arizona five-man in single entry, well, the rest of your lineup, just make just play the Yankees with them. Play the Wheeler, play, play, the, play the Chalk. Because look at look how much you know they're, they're barely going to be owned in single entry, especially, right? You're going to play Minnesota, same thing. Play if you once you play a Minnesota five man in like the one twenty one or whatever, whatever single entry contest you're in, you're good. Play the chalk everywhere else, or you could do the opposite. You could say I'm going to play the Yankees five man, which is going to be chalk. But now you have to get now you're three man. Now did the other the other players in your lineup, the pitchers, you're not going to play Wheeler in that lineup. Right, you're already playing one. You're playing the highest owned team on the slate. Yeah, they're they're, they're efficiently owned, but they're still going to be the highest owned team. Where you're going to where you going where you going to be different? Right, so it's going to have to be different a pitcher, different at the one offs, different as a three man, whatever you want. So you have to decide which one of those things to do. When it comes to when it comes to single entry, you're playing one lineup type of thing. I'm more likely to get different at the stack. Now it doesn't mean I'm going completely off the board, but I mean it's just it's it's not it's not going to be the it's not going to be a chalk team. And I don't even know like looking at the looking at the early slate. I, don't, I mean I don't even know what the ownership's going to be. Are we ever going to get? Are we going to get owned? We're we not going to get. When, who's going to? We we could run these. Okay, let's see. Let me run this. Okay, so we have bad, so the bad projections are updated. We just don't have, the ownership is not updated. So you're like, well, how are we going to judge based on whatever? So what I'm going to do, oh, we, oh, we got soft change. Oh, we got, we pushed a new update to, uh, to, to Slate, to, uh, to Lineup HQ. I'll maybe, maybe go over that on Friday. We got some custom rules. Yeah, we'll, we'll go over this on Friday. Maybe not today. Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna run lineups. I'm, I'm just thrown off by been testing this. So I'm gonna run 300 lineups with maybe two unique players. I'm gonna have a hitter max exposure at 50 and a pitcher at 50 just to just to get a sense, just so it gives me at least somewhat different lineups. 300. So I'm gonna I'm gonna build I'm gonna build uh, 300. Okay, so I ran 300 lineups. I put in, you know, just five man, four man stack, just whatever. Two, just bare basic stuff. Now, obviously, I'm using the bat projection. So that's not what everyone is going to be using, but it's going to be at least directionally probably similar, similar to what, you know, other people are looking at. And because we don't have, we don't have like direct like ownership. Like I'm not getting like a number here projected wise. Okay. So what you can do is just run 300 lineups, like similar types of lineups that you would see in the contest. So five man stacks, four man stacks with like one offs or whatever, because people people still make those types of lineups, and just see what comes up more. 
right? So we see here, like we took a look at the stack summary. A lot of Cincinnati, then Milwaukee, then Minnesota, then San Diego, then Seattle. So a lot of Cincinnati. Who's pitching? Who's pitching against? Uh, let's see what's going on. Because right, I didn't even look at the slate. So a lot of Cincinnati. Why would it be against uh, Charlie Barnes? Who the hell is Charlie Barnes? I thought yesterday it was supposed to be Griffin Jackson. Is this a, is this a Twins bullpen game? It may be something like that. Charlie Barnes. Who the hell is Charlie? I don't even know who Charlie Barnes is. He's in the players. Point. Yeah. He's, yes. They have the highest team. Right. Okay. Look, it's, the Reds have almost a six six implied team total. So. Does it, it it makes sense that the Reds will be one of the highest owned teams on the slate? But then we take a look. Let's go through. Let's look, let's look at the pitcher. So we have the Reds as the chalk. Switch over here. Let's uh, Gilbert. So we get a Gilbert Peralta Castillo. Yeah, this makes sense. Gilbert Peralta Castillo. Or Peralta is expensive. So we just see lineups like this. Right, we're looking. I mean, we don't have to care about the ownership number because the ownership is wrong, right? It's just, it's these are blanks and from yesterday or whatever. So here, even 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 Daniel Daniel Touchings, Nerdy Tenor in, uh, in, in chat is going through. Right, I have computed a very rough estimated, estimate of efficient ownership in my Sims, right? So he, he, he's making his own ownership. This is based on a 300-man contest on DK using the bat projections. Okay, so 300 minutes, so not even a large field. Five-man stack frequencies are Cincinnati, 29%, Milwaukee, 15%, Minnesota, 9%, Oakland, 7%, Pittsburgh, 5%, San Diego, 12%, Seattle, 8%, Tampa Bay, 13%. Okay. But that, I mean, that goes along. If we take a look, I just ran it just, just with very bare basic whatever. We look at the stack summary. It's like, look, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, like the top, are the top two, right? Minnesota is up there. San Diego. 12%. So basically Tampa Bay projects a little bit worse. I mean, and just think about, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make, you know, 300 lineups and 50% just caps. Obviously if I put it down to like 40 or something, maybe I'll start getting, getting some Tampa Bay stacks, but this just gives us a sense of what's going to be chalky. What's not going to be chalky. Okay. Cause then you have to determine what you're going to do. We're going to make three lineups today. Okay. I'm playing three lineups for this early slate. Okay. And they're, they're, they're going in smaller field. I'm playing the 121. I'm playing the 66 and the 44, which are small. I mean, a couple of hundred, right? The 44 is only a thousand the first or whatever. So I'm playing. I'm also playing these lineups going to be in the 18. So just in case it happens or whatever type of thing. But these are the lineups that I'm going to play. So I'm building three lineups based on the, I mean, obviously I'll need to change if uh, lineups change. But taking a look, it seems like Cincinnati is by far the chalk, by far. So then Milwaukee, okay, facing Stephen Brault. Yeah, that makes sense. They have a five-point applied team total. Okay, this makes sense. Gilbert is going to be chalky pitcher, which means the direct leverage path would be to play the Rays. So taking a look at the Rays lineup. They have a 4.42 implied total, so not horrible. So Brandon Lowe, I mean, they're, they're expensive. How are you going to be able to fit them in? Well, are you going to play Charlie Barnes? Maybe not. Are you going to play Freddie Peralta? Maybe not. Maybe you can play Montes. Maybe play Montes against the Padres. 
So you could play a Montes Gilbert lineup, not play Castillo, and you could play the Twins against Castillo. Right? That that could be that could be a path. I mean, on a four game slate, I don't think in terms of like let me build some lineups and seeing what they're what the projected ownership versus the like. I just I just think completely completely tactically. Like if you wanted to, you could if you played the if you played the Rays, you can play you can play the Reds with them. In smaller feet. yeah yeah I mean you could do that right if you played the Rays against Chalk Gilbert, assuming Gilbert is going to be chalky. Let's see what the. I mean the Reds are expensive, so where you have Farmer, you'd play Farmer instead of Franco to to, to lose some money there. You're probably going to still play Stevenson. Suarez, because you don't have you have Wendell at third base here, but Suarez is cheaper. So you can can make raise Reds lineups against Gilbert. But let's say you played Gilbert. So this is the other end. If you played Gilbert, then who would you want who would you want to attack? Freddie Peralta with the Pirates? Maybe not. Maybe you attack against Castillo. Right, so you play Gilbert and the Twins, because that's what I would look to do. Like I take I take a look at at uh, who the chalk pitchers are going to be, and it's going to be it's going to be Peralta, Castillo, Gilbert. Maybe, and then I mean they'll they'll be ownership like Josh Fulman to get a little bit of ownership, Musgrove and Montes a little bit of ownership. I mean they'll, they'll still be there. But do I want to stack against Peralta? The problem with Peralta is I'm not sure, I'm not sure what his pitch limit is going to be. He was pitching well last game, and like he came out after like sixty-eight pitches, and he's ten K. Now, from a floor perspective, he's probably the best on the slate. I mean, up against the Pirates in that matchup, will he be overowned? I think I'm less inclined. I, I'm I think I'm less inclined to play him based on based on our projections, based on the bat projections. Like, it, yeah, he has the best raw points, but it's not is that dramatically different from Castillo? Is it even that dramatically different enough from Gilbert? And not another what four points? I think I could survive that, right? From a point per dollar perspective, Fleming is the first. How 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 long is he going to pitch? Right, he did, he typically doesn't pitch that long. Right, he had seven Ks in five innings with eight hits. But some of these starts, I don't know. You play Seattle against them? I don't know. But that's what I'm looking to do tactically on a on a small slate. Where can I find leverage? Well, the easiest place to find leverage is stacking against pitchers that are going to be owned. I mean, you could do that on a 15 game slate, but you also have so many other options as well that you don't need to do that. Like if you wanted to play the yesterday, uh, the the Nationals against Wheeler, sure, yeah, yeah, you're, you're stacking against the 43 percent owned pitcher. That still may not win you. Like, like do you think there used the stack still needs to be like one of the top scoring teams on the entire slate. So not only do, do they have to, do they have to beat Wheeler? They have to beat Wheeler and, and score 12 runs compared to 30 other teams on the slate. It's less likely to happen on a four game slate that maybe the top scoring team only has five runs. And it just so happens to go against the chalk pitcher and like, okay, I'm fine with that. So look at this. I, I, I want those types of combinations. So I don't want Gilbert. Do I want Gilbert and Castillo in the same lineup? No. 
I'm not going to play Peralta. Should, should I play the, should I play, should I look at some pirate stacks? Maybe I should. It's like the way to get different in pitchers to play one of the, in the Padres athletics game. That's what it seems like. Seems like playing anyone in this game would be better. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to look at. Okay, so I'm going to go back to to the lineup builder to lineup HQ. Okay, build rules. Now I'm going to bring this down to one. Bring this down to whatever. I could type this in. Hundred hit or mastered. It doesn't matter. These don't matter. I don't want to get more. I want I want to get at least diverse lineups to look at at least. So I'm gonna look. I'm look. I'm gonna look into player groups. I don't want to play Gilbert. I don't want to play Gilbert and Castillo together. Okay. Obviously, it's not gonna let me play Gilbert and Fleming together. It's not gonna be too good. Oh no! I no. I I, I got to do that as well. Gilbert and Fleming, and Musgrove and Montes. Not to play both sides of a game. I don't think I. I don't think I. Have, yeah, you could. But I think I'm only going to end up playing one of these guys. Okay, so I'm going to go there. I'm already deciding not to play Barnes. I'm not going to play Peralta. Right? That makes sense. I'm going to be playing five threes. I'm playing small field. So I just want to get two two teams right. Okay? If I was playing larger field, I wouldn't play five three on this slate. And let's see. We're going to be playing... Of Tampa Bay against the chalk. Let's see, twenty, maybe twenty. Take a look, take a look at ten percent. Remember, I'm just playing three lineups. These aren't going to be like all the lineups. Do I want to play Seattle against Fleming, Cincinnati? Like I don't want to play Cincinnati. Like I'm, I'm, I'm purposely avoiding the five man Cincinnati stack. So Tampa Bay and Minnesota, Tampa Bay and Minnesota are the, the leverage pieces. So let's take a look at more of those. And right, and I'm I'm gonna be playing Montes or Musgrove as you know the other. Yeah, so let's take a look at that. Let's move the bumps and get a little bit more lineups like that, a little bit more lineups like that. Right, so we're not playing any Cincinnati. Playing mostly, you know, I just take a look at some Seattle, Pittsburgh, and Milwaukee. Just so we could take a look. Just see see what's there. And uh, secondary stack percentage, let's just put up at uh, 20. Or it doesn't even matter. We're going to get a lot of Cincinnati. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of the same things anyway. Okay. Number of unique players, two. Let's, do we even need to do two? Let's do two and make more lineups than we need. Okay. Put 200. Two unique players, 49. We get we get a thousand on the table. I don't mind leaving that fine. Just and we'll build this. So look at what I did. I made the strategic decision beforehand. I didn't like like go and go, oh, what could we do? Just like look, I looked, I looked at what's gonna what's gonna be chalk, like Cincinnati and Milwaukee as bats. And then Gilbert, Castillo, Peralta as pitchers. And like, how do I not build those? And the stuff that's chalk, it gives you more relative value to play the things that are negatively correlated to them. 
So when it comes to the pitchers, it would be playing the Twins, playing the Rays, playing the Pirates. And when it comes to batters, which you don't get as much relative value, it would be playing Charlie Barnes or Stephen Broth, right? You're playing the pitch against the high total teams. But truthfully, you don't get enough. You don't get as much relative value from that. Oh, if the Cincinnati Reds fail, that means Charlie Barnes did well. Well, the stack failing could mean that they, they score four runs. The stack fails. You're right. The stack fails. But Charlie Barnes gives up, gives up four, four runs on four walks on one strikeout and ends up with three points. I mean, like, ends up with nothing, right? So that doesn't mean fail. If, yeah, if they score zero, sure, Charlie Barnes probably had a good game, right? They put up zero. But failure for a stack is, is like not scoring the most. But they can still have an okay game and just not end up in the winning lineup. So now I'm running lineups to see what 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 these types of lineups look like. It's going to take a while. Five, three, different. Oh, okay, here we go. Not, he couldn't even make that many lineups. So here we go. Something like Montes Castillo. You're still playing a three-man. Okay, this is, these are Cincinnati-Milwaukee lineups. Okay, these are the chalky lineups. Okay? See, I probably wouldn't play Cincinnati-Milwaukee together. But it's obviously that they project the best, so we're going to get more of them. Right, we're going to have tons of them. Okay, here's Cincinnati-Tampa Bay. So let's take a look at this. Montes Castillo, Zanino, Choi. Like, this is a lineup that's playable. Right, 96.73. So I already did whatever I needed to do for ownership purposes. These numbers don't mean anything. So Tampa Bay, where's this one? Tampa Bay. We'll save that. See, I don't want these Cincinnati Milwaukee lineups. I want something more like this. Fleming Castillo. Well, you can't, I don't even think you could play this lineup. I think you need three teams in your in your in your I don't think this is even an eligible lineup. Or is it? I don't know. I always thought you had to play like three different teams. Like, because even the pitchers are from the, these teams. So here's a Seattle. Seattle. Here's 96.34 with Musgrove and Castillo. This is possible. Kalanick. The bottom over here. So here we go. Like these type of, these Gilbert, these Milwaukee, Cincinnati lineups are just like, I'm not going to play them. San Diego, San Diego, Milwaukee. Are there San Diego going to be owned enough? Yeah, they can. They can be owned decently. I'm looking for. I'm, lo- I'm basically looking for. Let, let's just do do it by this. I could just go by the stack summary. Right, we're just not getting enough of. Right, Tampa Bay, not getting much of Minnesota. Let's take a look at these Pittsburgh ones though. Okay, this is direct leverage on Freddie Peralta. I don't mind these, right? 94, 93. Votto, Farmer, Winker. Castillo, Musgrove, Stallings, Cat. Do we have the Pittsburgh lineup in even? No. Gamble's leading off. Take a look at that. Stevenson. I think these are very similar lineups, but this one projects a little bit higher. So let's look at that. I need to get more Minnesota lineups. So that's, that's what I'll do. Can we get more Minnesota lineups in here? I'm going to take down all of the... So we already got the Tampa Bay lineups. 
Let's get more Minnesota lineups in there. Run this again. Go back to let's take a look at these these Tampa Bay ones. Stack summary, Tampa Bay. Okay. Well, we already got this one up here. This is the top projected one. There's another top. Right, this is Montes in it. Musgrove Castillo. 95, 96. This one's higher. Okay. I mean, I could just take the highest one. Yeah, there you go. Here, here's here's a Cincinnati Rays, Montes Castillo lineup. So okay, I don't I, I like we'll save that one. Okay, now let's take a look at these Minnesota lineups. Should have made more. No, we're still barely still getting more Milwaukee. Right, still barely making them. Do something like this: Musgrove, Gilbert, Jeffers, Sano, Polanco, Rooker, Kepler. Is Donaldson is Donaldson's going to be in the lineup today, or is he not? Or is Arias going to back cleanup? Is that how bad this lineup is? Yeah. Okay. This is the, this is the lineup. One, two, three. Let's take a look. They're on the road, so I don't mind. So one, two, three, five, eight, with Escobar, Adamas, and Avi Garcia. This isn't that bad. Forty-nine, one. Leaves money on the table. Save that. So we got we got our Tampa Bay. We got our Gilbert. This lineup has Gilbert in it. Then what else do we need? Let's let's we want to play a Pittsburgh lineup? Or did we already save that? Yes. So basically we saved the, the three the three pitchers we're pitching against, right? So the highest 96, 95, 94. Okay, these okay, they, they aren't that bad. So like this lineup goes against Gilbert, even though I'm playing Gilbert in one lineup. See, this lineup goes against Castillo and I'm playing Castillo in two other lineups, right? I'm still playing the Reds, but not as a primary stack. Vado, Farmer, Winker. I got India, Suarez, Farmer. So it's even two, two different Reds. We got Zanino, Kiermaier, Lowe, Meadows. It's all over the place. Joy. Whatever. So there we go. If I wanted to play the top, right, these are the top projected whatever lineups of the type that I want. 5-3 with Rays. I want a five-man Rays against Chalk Gilbert, a Chalkier Gilbert. I want a five-man Minnesota against a chalkier Castillo, and I want a five-man Pittsburgh against a chalkier Peralta. As long as one of the one of the chalkier pitchers, because it's it's the easiest way it's easiest way to find leverage on a four-game slate. Because like you could play the A's, like you could play the A's of the Padres. But I just think Musgrove and Montes are the pitchers that are going to be less owned comparison to Castillo Peralta and Gilbert. So I'd rather use them as my pitchers rather than get the the bats that are going to be slightly less owned. Like Cincinnati is going to be the most owned, but like the difference between San Diego and Milwaukee is not dramatic. Or the A's and and uh and San Diego like all like they'll be owned, they'll 8 to 10% as a stack or something like that. But I think the Rays, like we take a look even at Nerdy Tanner, right? 
Milwaukee 15, Minnesota 9, Oakland 7, Pittsburgh 5, Tampa Bay 13. See, I mean, the lowest would be Pittsburgh, Oakland, and Seattle. And I'm not even playing against them. So, but the problem with that, since that I don't think those pitchers are going to be owned. They're still going to be owned enough that I don't think I'm going to get leverage. I don't think Fleming is going to be owned enough. I don't think Musgrove is going to be owned enough. I mean, Brault is definitely not going to be owned. I want to win the small, I want to win the slow scoring slates. I want, I want 30 plus percent of the lineups to be dead. And my, while my lineups go up. So that's why like, like, even though like Seattle, for instance, Seattle may be the lowest owned team on the slate. But isn't going to be that owned. If Fleming was 40% owned, yeah, then I'll, I have no problem playing this, the, the, the Mariners. So even though they're the lowest owned, they provide about as much uh, relative value as the Twins do. Because yes, because Fleming is not his own, but Castillo's going to be owned. It will be way owned. Gilbert's going to be way owned. So even though the Rays are going to be what ten to twelve percent owned, well, it's going to if, if Gilbert's going to be forty plus percent owned, every point that Gil every, every point that Gilbert gives up, every point that I get comes across comes out of forty percent of the lineups in the comp. And obviously, you could extend this to obviously larger larger slates, but it's especially I'm looking for this especially on smaller slates. When you have an op on a game slate, we have so many options. You don't need to, the relative value differences between teams aren't going to be that dramatic because you could, fi- you could find low owned teams. You don't need to stack against some, you need, you need to find the extra relative value. Just that, no, the, the chalk is going to be chalkier on a, on a four game slate. How do you get different? Just understand that the, the, the probability, the winning team, the winning lineup is most probably going to be Cincinnati plus the Milwaukee with Gilbert and Castillo. Like that's going to be the, that's most likely to be the winning lineup. And you could see what, that I built specifically, not that lineup, (laughs) like specifically, I can identify what's the most probable lineup. Your goal is not to play the most probable lineup. Your goal is to play the most profitable lineup in the long run. So if we were to play this slate a hundred times, 200 times, like an entire baseball season, and I and I made my lineups like my Pittsburgh lineup, my Twins lineup, my Rays lineup. And we did it 200 times. And you played your Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Castillo, Gilbert lineup. By the end of that 200 times, more money than you. You you win. You min cash more often. You win four x your money more often. But out of 200 times, I I I, I come in the top 10 like four or five times. Some maybe first. You you come in, you know, you come in three hundredth place a lot and get, you know, three X, right? You get min cap in fourteen hundredth or whatever the hell. Way more often than I do. But I come in first more often than you do. So at the end, I make more money. So it's not about being right today. Like I said before, I'm not looking to predict what's gonna happen. I have no clue what's gonna happen today. You really think that Peralta's gonna do this? You really think I I don't think anything. I just look at the probabilities. Now it's a it's a guesstimate, right? I got pro- got player projections. I don't got ownership projections, so I just I guesstimated the ownership. 
The Reds are going to be twice as owned as, as any other team on the slate, yet they're not twice as likely to score the most points on the slate than anyone else. I mean, even compared to Milwaukee, they're twice as owned as Milwaukee. If anything, play, play the Brewers. But people, they, the five-man Cincinnati stack, especially with Farmer in there, is a cheap piece. Aquino, 2,700 down here. Suarez is under 4K. And then you could, you could still play two pit. You could still play Castillo, Gilbert. You could you could still do that. Montes, Gilbert, something you could do something like that. So that's to me they're going to be over. They're going to be overowned. They're the most likely, but not they're not that likely. But if you told me the Reds were only going to be ten percent on this slate, I'd be jamming them in like there's no tomorrow. So it's like I don't like. So, so people will look at this and look and think, oh, Jordan doesn't like the Reds today. No, I, I love the Reds. The Reds have the highest likelihood of putting up the most points. I love the Reds today. Love them. Based on projections, you can see. I love them. Uh, to do well. How often are they going to do well in comparison to what they're owned? That's all That's all I care about. So if I believe that they, they have the, a 30% chance of putting up, uh, you know, the most points, but they're going to be owned in half the lineups, then you'd, I would hate them. It would be the worst. You'd never play them. You'd X them all out. You wouldn't even play them as one-offs. You tell me that they, the Reds today on this four-game slate are going to be 5% owned? I would have hit the lock button. I would have played. If, if you told me uh, if they're going to be 5% owned and I'm playing 20 lineups, they'd be in every one of my lineups. Every single one. I'd play five-man stacks, three-man stacks, that one-offs. I mean, the Reds would just be everywhere because they'd be grossly under-owned. So that has nothing to do with whether or not I think they're going to do well today. I know I know about the probability of them doing well. What 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 is the efficiency of the market, meaning the ownership? Are the Pirates going to be over-owned? No, they're going to be under-owned. Not by that much. They're still they're, they're the team on the slate that has the least likelihood of putting up the most points. But if they're going to be owned, if they're going to be owned on a four game slate at like three percent, they may be the top scoring team on the slate five percent. Still the lowest. It's still the lowest, but it's not as low as what it's going not as low as what it's going to be owned. Especially if Peralta is going to be owned, and I get some extra extra relative value from that. So this is how I approach four game slates. I don't. I don't necessarily on, on larger slates. Then you could kind of just when you have ownership projections, you could go through and go, what types of lineups do I want to build? I could build this. I could build that. There's so many, so many more choices. On a smaller slate, I go pretty much directly with what gives me the most leverage. What's the easiest way? So I don't have to think of do, do I play this guy or that guy. I just like okay, who's who are the truck pitchers? I'm gonna stack against one, two, three. Done. Play three lineups and hopefully one get one of them gets blown up. And there you go. And that's it. If one of them gets blown up, then you're gonna have people tilting in chat, tilting in our Discord. You know, Castillo has a bad game, right? Castillo has been pitching well now recently. But it's not like we, we haven't seen Luis Castillo just throw a dud, give up four home runs in a game, walk walk five guys. Then 50% of the field has him at that negative eight. And then I have the Milwaukee, I have the Minnesota stack that has eight runs by the fourth inning. That is much lower owned because people have Castillo in their lineups. Does it happen that often? No, but it happens more often than they'll be owned. That's all that matters to me. 
You just play like that every day. And just playing the probabilities. And one of these days you hit first. You know, you do well. Which day is that going to be? Who knows? I don't. Wasn't yesterday for me, right? Colorado plus New York. I wasn't going to have that. Right? The two most likely teams that score the most points. They both got there. Well, I just don't win on those days. Perfectly fine. Okay. Anything else in the YouTube chat before we get the hell out of here? When does the slate start? I got I to gotta enter these lineups, right? I pretty much just played the top projected lineups just <laughs> for, from what I'm looking for. I'm looking to play with it. Three leverage stacks, and then what's the best projection? There you go. That's all I did. Let's see what happens. So that's that. those are the lineups that I will be playing, right? I didn't just do this as an exercise. These three lineups is what I'm putting in today. So I'm still, I still have reds. So don't say I don't like the reds. Just not as a five-man stack. Okie doke. So uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's crunch time. Tomorrow, these Thursdays this month, we have early slates. So we have like 12-10 slates, 12-10 Eastern slates. So, so this show is technically preempted, preempted, preempted by, by a free MLB crunch time at 11.30 in the morning. But it's with me. So I'll be hosting, I, I believe, uh, Cardi's on tomorrow. Cardi or or so, someone. I, I have to look at the schedule. So we'll just be looking at the, the, the early slate. So you're getting a, a free, free crunch time show that's normally for premium members. So click on that link in the description. Get $10 first month of RG premium uh, for, for normal crunch time. But I mean, it's, it's for the early slate is, is free tomorrow. I'll, I'll still be here. Just not at 11 o'clock in the morning. It'll be 1130. You'll see, you'll see the thumbnail. You'll see me on it. It'll say free crunch time or something or something or other on it. Uh, but that's for the next three Thursdays because we do have like early slates. There's small early slates. But similar to this, I mean, this was kind of an early slate, but not that much. Uh, and then go over it. So hopefully, hopefully my leverage stacks work out. And uh, we got a, we got a 11 game slate tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And uh Hopefully be, be on time, then time for, for casual Friday. So remember, programming note, tomorrow, 11.30 in the morning, free crunch time on YouTube, same place. I'll be there also. So it's, it's not going to be a game show. It's going to be MLB crunch time. Then on Friday, I'll be back normal time, 11 o'clock a.m. I'm just saying that multiple times because no matter how many times I say it, I still get messages saying you're not doing a show today, right? And it's from, and it's from people that listen and watch every day. So that's... It's not like random people or whatever. So you're probably you're probably not you're pro- the person right now that's thinking going oh yeah okay there's no show tomorrow it's 11:30 crunch time. You, by the time it's 11 o'clock in the morning you're you're gonna you're gonna message me ask me why is there no show, right? So it doesn't it doesn't matter how many times I say it. Okay, so tomorrow, 11:30 in the morning for free MLB crunch time. It'll be me or Cheese or Cardi. Okay, this is the third or fourth time that I'm going to say it, okay? Right? So not at 11 in the morning, right? So 11.05 in the morning, DMing me, having seven people DM me, asking me if there's no show, right? Probably shouldn't happen, right? But it will. I'm going to tell you right now that 11.05, 11.10, I'm going to get about seven to 10 messages asking me that, why is there no show today? Even though I'm saying it now for the fifth time, that tomorrow, 11.30 in the morning Eastern, 11.30 in the morning Eastern. I don't know what day. If you're in Central, that's 10.30, your time. Whatever time you'd normally show up to see me, 
come come a half an hour later. Actually, go to the Roto Grinders YouTube channel. You'll see that the pregame show thumbnail isn't even there. You'll see that there's a crunch time thumbnail. There's something else. My face is there. It'll be with Cheese or Cardi or whoever's on the schedule. I believe it's going to be tomorrow. And you'll see Dan, then we'll be talking about the early slate. Okay, so no pregame show because you won't see a pregame show thumbnail, right? You won't see it there. So you have to know something's up, right? So you go to the Roto Grinders YouTube channel and you see, oh, there's a show at 1130. It's free crunch time. It's kind of like the, the five times that he said it, the show that I listened to yesterday, right? So that's 1130 in the morning, right? Not 11 o'clock in the morning, 1130. It'll show on the thumbnail. Actually on YouTube, it'll show. It'll say 1130 a.m. So whatever your local time is, what time the show is, right? You don't have to ask me. So like at 1110, when you DM me and say, why is there no show at 11 o'clock? Now I'm giving, here's a resource on how to know what time the show is. It'll say it. It'll say on the YouTube channel, right? Especially when I already mentioned it for the sixth time already for, for, for at the end of the show, okay? So I will see you when, when people, when will I see you? I will see you tomorrow at 11.30 Eastern for time, not the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.